Hi, I'm Luann Botta, and I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We are going to, again, talk with Maddie Riley. If if you listened last week, you were probably hanging on the edge of your car seat or where you're <laughs> listening from like we were because her life was full of yes. so much. And she shared with us a little bit about her story, but mm-hmm. I'm a question machine. I know. So I kept thinking, but what about this? But what about that? So this episode, Luann and I are going to pick her brain yes. a little bit about how she processed some of these things that have happened to her because uh, Maddie, you were so gracious and open with your story and your life, you've experienced a lot of bad things that can happen to yes. people. Mm-hmm. And to see you sitting here and to see how God is using you and has used you mm-hmm. is just a testimony in itself, mm-hmm. the grace of God. But you talked about, even as a two-year-old, having been placed in a foster home where a lot of abuse happened, just taking that little piece of mm-hmm. it, the abuse part, how have you process that. Yeah. It's so sadly common. It is. And I feel like it's one of the things that the enemy is using to undo this young generation. Yes. Yes. Using it as a tool and it's becoming more and more prevalent and it's just really evil. And I think the lie out there is that once that happens to somebody, right. they're never going to be You're no fixed. Good. You're no good, and, mm-hmm. and you can't make it. Did you feel like, oh. as a kid, that there was something about you oh. that caused this? Totally, totally. Because as a child, when you're exposed to sexuality and mm-hmm. to intimate things that are never meant Correct. in that context, mm-hmm. yes. it really twists you. And because you don't have a point of reference that's truth-based, you don't know what to think. And so kids always blame themselves. Mm. Mommy's mean to me. Well, I must have done something wrong because you're egocentric. And so you just don't know any better. So the way that it came out and processed it as a young child, when my mom came and got us... At six years old. At six, she told me a story, which I don't remember this, but a police officer was trying to get Mark and I to walk across the street. And apparently he put his hand on my brother. And the story goes that I punched the cop in the stomach. And he waited to see who came and retrieved us. And he told her about that. So here's how it how I processed it. Anger. Oh, sure. I was so angry. And then my mom, bless her, she was not very loving. Mm -hmm. You know, she was a good mom in that she, once she had us, she cared for us, but not in the way that I think I needed. Sure. You didn't have a lot of stability, it sounds like. Right. We didn't, even though it was more stable with her Mm -hmm. than in the foster home. Yeah. But she had a lot of things going on as well. So anger was a huge theme in Mm. my early years Mm. and, you know, middle school, high school. And then before I met Jesus, I I was like angry white girl. I mean, remember Alanis Morissette? Mm. She was a singer. Anyway, she had this song, You Ought to Know. Yeah, that is pretty much the way that that kind of angry, that's how I processed my, my journey. How about your brother? Oh, were you guys able brother, to talk together oh, about we any were, of this? We were. We um, were. He 
took a different path. He started drinking oh. and using drugs, and he got HIV oh. and died when we were 30. Oh. However, the good news is that I was in undergrad school when he got sick, and I would go out to California where he was, and I taught him. I preached the gospel to him, nice. and he got born again before wow. he died. Wow. Praise God. And so, yeah, yeah, he's in heaven. But So that was the path that he took. I, I didn't choose that path, but I will say that because of my early years, sexuality was always mm. kind of a component. It was always a part of my story, even though it wasn't meant to be. Sure. And even that in and of itself was breaking mm -hmm. because scripture even talks about how when you are sexual out of the context of the marriage, marriage mm -hmm. that it's damaging. Mm -hmm. You hurt yourself. You are hurting yourself. And that's hard for, I think, people to understand. But I, I understand the truth understand. in that mm -hmm. very, very much. But so that was probably the other area. So anger and then being promiscuous, mm. sure. looking for someone to affirm me and say, you are valuable, you are worthy. Then when I met the Lord, that wasn't an issue anymore, but I had to submit that part of my life yes. uh -huh. to the Lord. And, you know, people don't like to talk about these things, but can we be real? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. People that are believers are involved in porn, yeah. watching oh, porn, very much so. in, in self-satisfaction, yes. mm -hmm. you know. Um, there are many ways that the enemy still tries to use to shame you, to have you right. walk in an area of your life that's unholy, because if you start in one area, then it's easier for him to entice you and pull mm, you into exactly other right. areas. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to, to say now that those are not issues, but it took years, years mm -hmm. for me to process and to understand. I had this, this ideology that it's my body and it was abused, but why is it? that I don't have the same right physically, sexually, oh. as married people. Oh. That, mm -hmm. that was really oh, hard no, for me not, to understand, yeah. and that was pretty twisted. Uh, and yeah. and in the context of marriage, you know, I'm not trying to belittle husband, but that was a horrible mm. experience. Oh. Horrible. And he knew your past. Yeah, and yeah. he knew how... You know, I would very gently try to say, like, yeah, this is not yeah. working. Could have cared less. <sighs> anyway, so compounding that. Right. So my views were very skewed, but the Lord has brought me to a place. How? Well, mm -hmm. the Word of God, primarily the Word Thank of you. God mm -hmm. has been a refuge, a, a teacher, a healer, a way for me to understand who I am, my mm -hmm. identity in mm -hmm. him, and what that's supposed to look like. And then the talking doctor, counselors. I was just going to ask you. I love counselors more than the talking doctor. I call him the talking doctor. In family medicine, which was my specialty, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would tell my patients, oh, you, you have you, you ever talk. been to the talking doctor? <laughs> that's I, great. I think you need the talking doctor. You need the chiropractor. You need the talking doctor. <laughs> and I can't fix what's going on with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, counseling really made a tremendous difference. That was a good foundation. 
Wow. I had my foundation in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then the next foundation in the building was the counselors, and then back to Jesus and the Word of God. And that has fully restored me. Yeah, and that's something I want to park on for just a second, because people don't believe that the Word of God can can do all those things. Yes. Yeah. They wonder how. Yeah. It's just yes. words on a page. I know. Yeah. Can I talk about yeah. that? Yes, please. Uh, so <clears throat> over this past year, I have spent more time in the Word than ever before. And and one of the things that the Lord has gifted me with is teaching, just yes. like you, and yes. writing. Mm-hmm. And so I love to read, I love to write, but I, I love the Word of God and love to study it. However, I thought I spent a good bit a good of time, time right? <laughs> This past year, I spent more time in the Word and more time praying in the Spirit than ever. I prayed more in the Spirit in last year in Africa than I have probably in 20 years prior. It's constant, and here's why. You can't make it without it. That's right. You can't withstand the arrows, the fiery darts, the wiles of the devil. It's it's so heavy and Mm -hmm. so dark. That's how mm-hmm. I am able to guard my heart and my mind, my not, soul. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Would yeah. you say that, okay, so when you were still dealing with all the abuse and, and even the yeah. rejections that you suffered in your marriages, did did you sense then that the word was just cleansing you? And you, you no. mentioned changing your identity. That came after. Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny. It came when I was alone. It was just me and him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not uh, with a husband or, you know, mm-hmm. even friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because while I was still in relationship with someone, I was still looking to them. Okay. Yes. And so you. the Lord mm-hmm. set me apart, mm-hmm. which He does with so, all of us mm-hmm. if Absolutely. we'll let Him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even in the context of if a marriage, a good right. marriage, mm-hmm. He right. still will set you apart and make you. Yeah. Not make you, but give you the opportunity to walk with him mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. stop looking to your spouse to be your all and everything because that's, that's not right. how it's meant to be. That's right. But I, I didn't know any of that. So he set me apart. And it was during that journey that he started revealing to me through the word who I was to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who he was. Oh, my God. Did gosh. you believe a lot I of knew lies who about he him? Was. No. I knew who he was. Okay. I knew from the time that I was little. Yes. I I had this awe and sense of wonder, like, oh. But didn't you feel like, but how did you let this happen to me, God? Because I think a lot of people- That was her anger. Is that what your anger was? It wasn't conscious. I wasn't mad at God, per se. Broken people, or at least for me, I just shrunk into myself. And the anger would come out in little bits and pieces, but I wasn't confronting people. I just soaked it all in mm-hmm. and internalized it. But nothing about that made you feel like, God, you could have stopped this. I didn't know enough about him as an early child to know about his power. Yeah. I just knew I was in awe. How about knew, though, when you got older? When I got older. Didn't that make I, you feel like, how come I had to go through all this? Honestly, this is going to be crazy, but I know no, she's say. no, I never mm-hmm. talked to him about that because it it just wasn't a thing. It was more like, this is the story. Mm-hmm. This is my story. And now his story is written all through it, weaved in okay. all these different... And, and no, I, I didn't blame him. I was mad at people. Oh, I didn't yes. like people. People were rude <laughs> yeah. and mean and did 
bad things. Yeah. So no, I didn't displace my anger toward him. It was more towards people, which is a whole nother story and journey into how you are restored is through forgiveness. Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But first I had to learn to forgive me. Oh, I had mm-hmm. to learn to forgive me mm-hmm. for thinking twistedly and using a person to marry so I can get away from another bad person yeah. and marrying the person that I knew that I shouldn't marry because I had the red flag and just ignored it. Like I had to forgive myself yes. for you, all these things. Did you ever feel like at any point looking back over your life after the second marriage, it didn't work out too and feel like I've accumulated so much stuff here. I'll never be okay. God will never use me. Honestly, the enemy would try to tell me that, Yeah, but I hung on to his calling. Good. His calling. Yeah. My they calling. Came so young. I knew because honestly, when people say things like that, it's it's set out of ignorance. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's set out of not understanding. Yes. And it's set out of a, a lack of knowledge and wisdom. That's right. Because when you start to have even the smallest part of the mind of Christ, you, you don't hang on to that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You hang mm-hmm. on to, but he called me. And you're a oh, new creation. He called me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he said, I felt him and became aware of him when I was two and a half and in the Catholic Church and then stealing the Bible and then my friend <laughs> with the pen and then every church service after that in worship. And every time I sat on my little twin bed and read that word. So that's what I got anchored to. That's great. Yeah. I think what it is, that's well, what yes. people have to do in order yes. to not be broken any I longer. I think if they understand, if everybody truly would understand, it's alive and active, As, and it's sharper than oh, any. It's and it exactly will, what it says. It cuts. It can cut, but then it can also ooze out yes. this oil yes. of anointing and yes. the mm-hmm. balm of Gilead all throughout the parts that are broken. Mm-hmm. And And what I was going to say about it is, it's not me focused. It's him yeah. focused. Yes. Yeah. When Boy, we get that. off the me, yep. oh, look what happened to me. Yes. How could this happen to me? Mm-hmm. When you get off of that, it just is. We live in a broken, fallen yes. world with yeah. broken, fallen That's people, right. mm-hmm. with evil. Yeah. You know, the God of this world. And so I don't look to the God of this world. I'm looking to the God who created heaven and earth, mm-hmm. who lives in heaven yes. and mm-hmm. has all authority and all power to restore me. And and that was my word. When I went to Africa I, during the new year, I prayed. I'm like, Abba, what's my word for the year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said, restoration. Wow. Mm. And the team there helped me get to that place of full restoration in him. Just so that beautiful. so good. Mm-hmm. I just think there are people out there who've been through some of the things that you've been through that really need to hear that and really need to know they can be whole. I mean, this lady sitting here across from me, you would never, ever no. guess that you'd been through all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and God can do that. Yes. It's the power of His Spirit and His yeah. Word. And it's His will. Yes. Yeah. That's the To thing. make us whole. It's His desire. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. To make us, if we're being changed from glory to glory, and we're made in His image, and we're being perfected to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. That's exactly right. So we yeah. need to expect and to be excited about restoration and being like, changed yes, from glory like, to glory. And then yes. the verse in, I think it's in Second Corinthians, the glory to glory verse, sure. it comes from being 
in his presence. Right. Mm-hmm. And being in his word and, and in worship. And not necessarily ways. focusing, as you said, on all the things that have happened to us. Right. Right. Yeah. Because can you imagine if Jesus, just playing it out, you know, during his ministry, mm-hmm. if he constantly talked to yeah. Abba, well, you know, they did this to me, they threw rocks <laughs> at me, they, they, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yes. Yeah. That'd be awful. They stoned Any, me again. Right again. Now I'm shipwrecked. <laughs> yeah. No. What is Paul doing? He's... Worshiping, worshiping God in the prison cell yes. in the middle of the night. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, after being beaten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the attitude that I have learned because self-pity got me nowhere. Yes. Being angry got me nowhere. What got me somewhere was learning who he is, learning who I am in him, and then doing what he wants me to do. That's mm-hmm. There's gold in that. And that's a great place. I think that's that we're it. probably at the end of this yes. episode. But Luann and I both said we want to hear stories because <laughs> she's got some from her year on those islands uh, off the east coast of Africa. So come back next week, yes. and Maddie will be with us again. Yep, sounds good, Maddie. This is awesome. Hi, this is Marianne, and I just wanted to let you know that if you're interested in being a part of Maddie's team by financially supporting her mission work, you can contact her. I'm going to give you an email address, and that address is mrileydoc at gmail.com. That's mriley, R-I-L-E-Y, doc, D-O-C, at gmail.com. So as most missionaries, Maddie is dependent upon the generosity of fellow believers in Christ to enable her to do the work she feels like she's called to do. So again, if you're interested in becoming part of her support team, please do send an email to her. She's hoping to get back over there in April. And if we all band together and are generous with the resources God has given us, I have no doubt that Maddie will receive all the support she needs. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.